When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Heartland Podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Christian, where I help others love and discover themselves to reach their highest potential. And today we have the guest speaker, Marla Williams, who's here to share with us some really great insightful information on clearing our energy. So please enjoy this conversation. Hello, I am here with Marla Williams, the author of The Being Zone. So I'm so excited to have her here. She's going to share with us some amazing insight on clearing some limited beliefs. So welcome, Marla. Hey, thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Absolutely. Thank you for coming on. So how are you feeling today? Fantastic. Great morning. Did my morning work, which you'll learn about a little later in the call. Awesome. Very cool. So yeah, if you could just share a little bit about yourself and how you got to the place of where you are today, that'd be great. Okay. So I went to the University of Washington and got a degree in organizational development and went into the corporate world as Mm -hmm. founding a HR department within a, a small company that we grew to a very large company that sold to a Fortune 500. The opportunity I had and how this connects to this call today is I had some belief systems within me Mm -hmm. that caused me to never stop. I worked hard. My belief system is the only way you're successful is to work hard and do whatever it takes to get the job done. Mm -hmm. And so I worked all kinds of hours and did whatever was necessary to be successful. I was extremely successful, Mm -hmm. but I also kept getting sick. I kept getting stress-related disease after stress-related disease to the point that it took me out several times. I I was fortunate enough to have a leader of the company who thought the world of me and and loved what I was doing for the company. And so he would allow me these long breaks to go out and heal. And then I'd come back again. and And I'd learn a lot of techniques while I was out where I'd start to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. and learned how to slow down and breathe and do yoga and those types of things, which was hard for a kind of a type A doer to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I'd come back and I'd push really hard again. And I thought that if I did the yoga on the side and did the breathing on the side, I'd be fine. And so my limiting belief and the, the belief that I grew up with, and I, it, this kind of came down the family chain is this work ethic, uh, you know, work till you drop. And that's exactly what I always kept doing. And finally, one day my doctor came to me and he said, Marla, if you don't stop, you could die. Mm. And I got to the point where my body just wasn't going to hold up anymore. And I had to change my life. Mm. And part of that was clearing this belief system that I had to work so hard. And that wasn't easy to do. Mm-mm. And And so I did a lot of studying and learned about why that was so strong inside of me, as well as some other limiting beliefs that I had, you know, that I needed to be um, successful to be highly thought of. I needed to be, there was a lot of different things that I believe that really aren't part of my story today. 
Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm a good example of someone who had a lot of limiting beliefs and realize now that they don't have to be part of my life. And the same is true for you, your listeners. You can clear these old beliefs and reclaim your life back, reclaim mm-hmm. your energy, depending on what your situation is. You know, I have a couple partners in my being's own business, which is after my book. And one of them had a very abusive childhood and did everything to please people. And so she had a lot of limiting beliefs around that. Another mm-hmm. one grew up in an alcoholic and emotional um, destructive family. And so she had a lot of beliefs to clear and both of them are doing phenomenal today. And here's what happens is when you're born, you're born into what I call the theta state. Your brain waves are very, very slow. Mm-hmm. And from birth through like age seven, eight or nine, you are more in this theta state where everything you hear, experience, see, becomes part of that belief system that we're talking about. So -hmm. that's where it starts is you're very influenced at this young age because you're in more of a being state, more of a peaceful state. And Mm -hmm. so all these things that you see and hear get ingrained inside of you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. yeah, so you, any thoughts or worries or stresses or struggles actually are being ingrained inside of you. It becomes your belief system. Then as you get older, so if you kind of think of the evolution of this, when you're young and you're in that theta state, as you get up to fifth, sixth grade, and these are kind of a lot of tough years for a lot of people, and you're going into, you're starting to notice the opposite sex, you're starting to notice and care what you wear, you want to fit in, you want to be liked, and through all those insecure years, you're moving out of that theta state and into more of an alpha state in your brain waves, and so you're more active and you're more um, thinking more. The problem is that you have these ingrained belief systems. And so you're approaching the the world based on what you heard from your parents or your grandparents or your caregivers. So Mm -hmm. if you heard when you were growing up, oh, we'll never be successful or we'll always be in this situation or um, you're not smart enough to do that or you're not talented enough to that other people, anything you hear becomes part of who you think you are Mm -hmm. and it affects you. And let's just say a lot of girls deal with weight issues and whether or not they're pretty or not because of, you know, ads and TV and all these things that glorify everything. And if a mother told her daughter, oh, you look too heavy in that outfit, Mm -hmm. that daughter is going to carry that feeling forever. Mm-hmm. And she's always going to have an issue with how she looks and a lot of the bulimia and, and uh, dieting illnesses mm-hmm. are a result of things you heard. And it becomes part of your belief system. So you got to clear that out mm-hmm. so that you can reclaim your life. And, I, you know, really, Lindsay, I'm not sure. I know that you had a lot of struggles and things when you were growing up. Mm-hmm. And that you've done a lot of work to clear these old beliefs. Would mm-hmm. it be right with that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's taken a long time, you know. So that's why when you shared, you know, what you focus on, it's like, oh, yeah, I could, you know, cut back some years. <laughs> yeah, 
That yeah. would be fantastic um, because know. sometimes you know you can <laughs> you can only learn but so much in practice and it has helped you know having the awareness is the biggest thing but um, yeah definitely it's taken me quite a bit of time some things I have able have been able to clear out and to break a lot of limited beliefs on a lot of things surrounding like success and things like that, that didn't have such a strong hold on me, mm-hmm. but um, typically relationships or, you know, things like that. I do tend to struggle. I'm getting better, but that's something I definitely have to keep working on. Right. Because of what was maybe role model to you mm-hmm. or what you yeah. experienced when you grew up, exactly. we tend to our heads, our brains. So we have, we have, three brains that I talk about in my book Mm -hmm. and everybody's really familiar with your head brain, your left Mm -hmm. and your right brain and your creative and your logic. Right. But -hmm. what most people don't realize is there's different sections within your brain and that we tend to spend most our time listening to the part that's called the reptilian brain or the subconscious Mm -hmm. brain or the, um, that's where all these things when you heard as a child are ingrained. That's where mm-hmm. the belief systems sit in above your cerebellum, above your brain stem in the back of your head is the part of your brain that kind of drives your life. And that's the worry and the, the um, thoughts that go over and over again. Oh, I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. Or I, I can't be in a relationship like that. Or he'll never love me or whatever the words are that you're hearing. Mm-hmm. They keep ruminating over and over again. And the more that you're in that worry state and allow that, what I call the voice in the head to keep talking, Mm -hmm. the more you're going to stay stuck. So there's Mm kind of two places you can be in your life. And one of them is that worry, fight or flight state that I used to exist in, which caused Mm -hmm. my illnesses. And that's where a lot of people, that's kind of the primal state based on all the things that were ingrained in you. Or Mm -hmm. you can live in what I call the being zone, which is a being state where you are back in that theta state, but you're driving what you want instead of just being influenced by everything around you. Mm -hmm. You're putting into your life and your surroundings the things that are going to keep you in that better, calmer space. Mm-hmm. And so when you're able to get into, and so that kind of leads me to um, talking about what I do daily to keep myself in that space. Because if you've been abused, whether it was just verbally or mentally or physically, if mm-hmm. you've been traumatized, disrespected, anything like that, it's internalized inside you and affects mm-hmm. your confidence you know, whether you're not good enough in that type of thing. And so I believe that when you recognize that, like you said, when you're aware, you can stop it. Mm -hmm. Um, But being aware is tough when we're going and doing all the time, right? Mm Because most people wake up and hit the ground running. They got to get their kids up. They've got to get everybody fed. They've got to get the house, kitchen picked up. They've got to get off to work. They've got to, they have all the, and the the COVID has actually been a bit of a blessing for many people, but also Mm -hmm. harder on people that are having (laughs) homeschool and work at home, right? And so it's, it's harder for some and easier for others. But when you can take just a few minutes out, and I, with parents, I encourage they do it before the kids are rolling, um, Mm -hmm. and get yourself into what I call the being zone state, you will be able to approach your day much more effectively 
and are going to be less influenced by that little voice in your head because of Mm -hmm. how you're starting your day. So let me talk about the brains a little bit more. So you've got this cerebellum and they say about 95% of how we respond to the world is based on this program and this early program that we have inside of us. Mm -hmm. And only about 5% is our conscious brain making actual decisions. Mm -hmm. And so learning to turn off that little voice in your head is really, really big. So there's two other brains that I want people to learn to listen to, because when those two brains are working with your conscious brain, you can learn to quiet the subconscious brain or Mm -hmm. the brain that you don't want to listen to all the time. You want to learn from it. You want to hear it, but you don't Mm -hmm. want to follow it. You want to follow your other brains. So Mm -hmm. the second brain I want to talk about is your heart brain. And most people don't realize it, but your heart is a brain. They've proven Mm -hmm. this scientifically. And it actually sends 60 times more messages up to your conscious brain than vice versa. Mm. Yeah. So when you learn to listen to your heart brain, in concert with your other brain, which is your gut brain, the biggest studies and research out there now is the vagal nerve. And it's the nerve Mm -hmm. that connects your brainstem all the way down to all your organs Mm -hmm. in your gut. And they're saying 90% of the messages go up to your brain from your gut than vice versa. So Mm -hmm. here's a couple ways to think about the heart brain and the gut brain. When we're young and we're feeling bad about something, let's say somebody made us feel bad and we're going, oh, such and such picked on me or said this. And oftentimes our parents say, oh, just be tough or don't worry about it or just ignore it. Or, Mm -hmm. and they teach you to shut down your feelings. Mm -hmm. And what I'm doing here and what I've done in my book is teach you to get back in touch with your feelings. You want to listen to your heart. You Mm want to listen to your gut because they're more powerful than the 5% Mm -hmm. you're listening to your brain brain. But we were taught to quiet that and turn it off. And so what I do is I teach people how to turn that back on and how to listen to their gut, listen to their heart, listen to their body, because your body is 100% right. That is actually your intuition. When -hmm. people say I'm intuitive, they're listening to how their body feels. Mm -hmm. And we're born, babies are born with that natural ability. But mm-hmm. as we grow up and we're told to be tough and to not be so sensitive and not be so whatever, or when we're being abused, we shut that down because mm-hmm. you don't want to feel when you're being abused. You don't want to feel when you're being traumatized. And the more you shut it down, the more you begin to live in that voice in your head that's programmed in. And the more you go down a road that is painful and sad and hurtful and that's all your limiting beliefs and you can't reclaim your life unless you can quiet that voice. Mm-hmm. So yeah. let, let me give you a couple simple tools. We're going to start with some tools here. And mm-hmm. so you probably already know when I talked about the fight or flight versus the being zone, mm-hmm. when you can get into that quiet place, you're going to be more in tune to your body. And okay. that's as simple as breathing. And mm-hmm. you do a breathing exercise at all each day. I try to, but I need to be more intentional about doing it habitually at the same time every day, I think would be helpful because then it becomes more automatic where you're like, oh, yes. You know, when we have that routine, you tend to stick with things versus just, oh, did I breathe today? (laughs) Yeah. And what you want is that routine to become 
so my routine is so important to me that if I don't do it, I, I have a tough day. And what my clients yeah. say this too, you want to get it so you're actually looking forward to the routine and mm. you make the routine something you love to do mm-hmm. so that it just becomes part of your daily action without even hardly thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And, and like I said, I, I don't know if you're a mom or not, but for moms with kids at home and homeschooling, that's hard to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and they need their sleep. So it's hard to get up that 15 minutes early, but really you can do this work. I call it the five daily being steps and my steps are tied to the acronym being B E I N G. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the first one is B, which is, is breathing, um, grounding, mm-hmm. meditating, really getting yourself into uh, that quiet space where you can listen to what your body is saying and listen to your intuition. And so let me just walk you through a breathing exercise. Okay. I just want you to take a deep breath in through your nose. Okay. And release all that doesn't serve you through your mouth. Again, a deep breath in through the nose. Fill your body. And release it all through your mouth. Now this time, breathe in love. And release fear. Do you feel calmer just breathing? Yes, definitely. Okay. So I'm going to take you through a very, very short relaxation. Like I said, you can do this, what I call morning work or the five daily steps in just like five, 10 minutes a day. Mm -hmm. And it so changes your day. So the second part of the B step, the breathing and the being step is really getting relaxed and in the zone, whether you like meditation, which by the way, I could not meditate when I was working in corporate America. I could Mm -hmm. not quiet my brain. Um, I bought the book by John Kabat-Zinn, who was a big um, meditation person at the time. And Mm -hmm. my psychologist I was working with recommended it. And it was called, Wherever You Go, There You Are. And that's about as far as I got in meditation is I would repeat those words, wherever you go. There you are. That was my Mm. meditation. Later, I learned you can meditate by walking around. You just got to breathe and slow yourself down so that Mm. you can get into more of that meditative or relaxed state. But Mm. relaxation worked for me. So let me just walk you through a real quick relaxation exercise because that is easier for busy-minded people. Okay. Which people that live in their head are often more busy-minded. Yep. That's me. (laughs) (laughs) I love, I love your honesty. I want you to just close your eyes for a moment. And I want you to visualize that you're in a hammock on a beautiful beach in Hawaii. The day Mm -hmm. is a beautiful day. It's calm with a light wind. You're laying on this beautiful hammock over a white sand beach and there's no one around. It's Mm -hmm. just you with the sun filtering through the palms trees keeping you warm and you can hear the ocean waves flowing in and out and hear them flowing in and out Mm -hmm. and as you lay there in that very relaxed state I want you to begin to feel your feet begin to tingle feel your calves begin to tingle up to your thighs Just allow them to completely soak into, just relax into that hammock. It's Mm -hmm. like you're melting into it. Feel that tingling, that warmth in your feet and your legs flow up into your core. And feel your entire core begin to relax and melt into that hammock. Mm -hmm. As you hear the waves going in 
and out, flowing in and out. Feel that flow, that tingling, that calmness flow up into your neck and head, calming your head, and across your shoulders, down your arms to your fingertips. And just feel yourself completely like a puddle in the middle of that hammock, so relaxed and so calm. And your breathing slows as you deeply go into this very comfortable, relaxed state. Mm-hmm. So, did that work for you? Were you able to feel the warmth, the tingling, the calm? Definitely. I definitely felt the tingling for sure and Beautiful. visualizing everything. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. So I think the key is, if you have no time for anything else, if you're a busy parent or busy life, just stopping and breathing and doing a quick relaxation will put you in a better space where you're going mm-hmm. to be calmer and able to listen to your heart brain and your gut brain, which I'm going to give you some tools on that in a few minutes. Okay. But let me continue through my little steps because this is how you get out of the limiting beliefs and that voice in your head. You stop and you breathe and you relax. So that's the B step. The yeah. next step is E and E is for energy. And what most people think energy is woo woo, but it's not. And science is now backing it up. <laughs> energy is what we have in our body. We actually have little energy system in our body. And when mm-hmm. that energy system gets blocked, that causes the headaches, that causes the pain in different parts of your body, that causes Mm -hmm. the tension. It's like when you have blocked um, energy circuits in your body, your neck and shoulders get really tight and tense, your neck gets really tight and tense, your jaw Mm -hmm. starts clenching. And so you want to be able to remove the stuck energy and bring in good energy. And that's Mm -hmm. part of my daily practice. And so I'm just going to take you through a really short exercise for that, if you're okay with that. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So the first thing I want you to do is close your eyes again. Okay. And I want you to visualize that there's a bubble floating over your head, Mm -hmm. like the type a child would blow. Mm -hmm. And in that bubble is a magnet. And I want Mm -hmm. you to see that magnet as the most powerful magnet in the world. And I want you to visualize that magnet pulling any stress, worry, anxiety, tension out of your neck, your head, your shoulders, your jaw, your body. Just feeling it get pulled out of you. Mm-hmm. That magnet's pulling it up and pulling it up and it's going into that bubble and that bubble's getting bigger and bigger and darker and darker and it's just going to keep floating above your head. Keep pulling it up and pulling it up and pulling it up. Just feel the power of that magnet pulling all that tension, tightness and headaches, tension, tightness, anything and everything that does not serve you is getting pulled right out. Mm. And just keep seeing that bubble get bigger and bigger and darker and darker. Keep pulling it out and pulling it out and pulling it out. Feel just Mm. magnetizing right out of your body. Mm -hmm. And when your neck, your shoulders, your head, your body feels a lot lighter, visualize reaching up, touching that bubble, and it's going to float up into the universe and dissipate. And then take a deep breath. And did that work for you? Yes, that was very nice. Yeah. So that's a really, when your head starts going wild and you start going into worry with all the stuff going on in the world today and the craziness Mm. and the things that are being done, just stop and pull Mm. it out. Pull all that worry and fear and anxiety out. Mm. 
Now we're going to bring in good energy. Okay. So it's similar to the relaxation. It's a different type of thing. Like I said, we're energy beings. The Mm -hmm. earth is the most powerful energy. It's almost like um, our um, grounding pad, our plug in for like you plug your phone into what are the docking station? It's our docking station. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. The earth is the body's docking station because it's full of natural energy, more powerful energy than anything. And that's why we have so much life in our grass and our plants and our mm-hmm. world. And it supports so much life. If you think of everything that's out there from the bugs to the birds, to the little animals that all mm-hmm. survive because of nature. So what this one is, is if you can't, if it's too cold, if it's winter and you can't get outside to stand barefoot in the grass, which I highly recommend, there's a movie out there called um, Earthing, the Earthing movie that is well mm-hmm. worth watching. And I, I, I'll i send you a link, um, Lindsay, so you can share that if you want. Okay. So um, you can do a visualization of Earthing inside. So I want you to, for a moment, I want you to visualize that you're a tree. And okay. I want you to visualize that you're standing tall and proud out on the top of a beautiful green knoll. And mm-hmm. there's nothing around except for the grass and this tree that you are standing mm-hmm. there beautifully. And the sun is coming down and the sun is warming your branches and your leaves. You are the tree. And you're feeling that warmth of the sun tingling in your leaves, your branches, your arms, your head, your extremities. Feel that warmth of the sun just warming it all up. And then feel it begin to flow down and warm your trunk, which is your body. Feel that warmth from the sun flowing through those branches, those leaves, through your fingers and your arms and your palms, your head. Feel it coming down and warming your entire trunk all the way down through your legs. And then feel the roots of your tree flowing out the bottom of your feet into the soils of the earth. Mm-hmm. And then visualize the powerful energy from the earth flowing back up those roots. Mm-hmm. Flowing up into your feet where your feet begin to tingle and warm. Mm-hmm. And then feel that power of that earth flow up into your calves. Up into your thighs. Allow it to move across your hips and up into your core. Feel the power of the earth filling your core, your trunk beautiful calming energy if you'll go all the way up to your neck and head cross your shoulders down your arms to your fingertips and then turn up the volume like you turn up the volume on a stereo Mm -hmm. and then take a deep breath so now how did that feel yeah that felt great. I had some tingling in my um, head area, so that was nice. Perfect. Mm-hmm. That is bringing energy into your body and getting you even more in a being state. And when mm-hmm. you can take just a few minutes every morning and breathe and relax and pull out bad stuff and put in good stuff, you are starting the day on the right foot every single time because you're moving, you're getting more grounded, you're moving out of your head, which is that voice, and mm-hmm. into your body. And when you operate and run in your body, like I said, listening to your heart and your gut, you are always going to have, you're listening to your intuition, you're always going to have a better life. Mm-hmm. So the next step in my daily steps is the I step or intentions. And in this one, I want you to just close your eyes for a minute and I want you to visualize the most perfect day, the day that you would love to have. What does it look like? What does it feel like? What does that perfect day exist of? 
And I want you to visualize that you can have that perfect day every day. Whatever your dreams are, whatever your desires are, whatever your beliefs are, I want you to just visualize like you're in the day of that perfect day. You're in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. And think about how your body feels, how your heart feels, how you feel living the life you want to live, mm-hmm. existing in the energy you want to exist in. Mm-hmm. And then you want to say your intention statements around that. I intend. And you can repeat after me, I intend to live this day. I intend to live this day. With ease and grace. With ease and grace. Full of happiness and joy. Full of happiness and joy. And just an intention statement as easy as that. Mm-hmm. Or it could be tied to something you're trying to accomplish that day. Or something that you want to have go well. You can tie your intention statement, but visualize yourself in the reality of whatever your intentions are mm-hmm. and visualize visualization is extremely powerful. In mm-hmm. fact, there was a study done with piano players where some were playing the music and some were doing it in their head, mm-hmm. and they found that even the visualization of playing in their head put their brain space in a better place than if, as if they were actually playing the music, which is very calming, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think the key is visualizing yourself in the day that you desire, and then setting and saying the intentions to tie to that dream, to that desire, puts Mm -hmm. you into a much better space. Mm -hmm. Then the end step is true north. And what is your purpose? What is going to make your life meaningful for you? And like, I believe, Lindsay, you've fallen into your purpose, because your life circumstances created such havoc in your life that you wanted out and you saw what you wanted and you have moved yourself from the life that you existed in towards what felt better and you want to share that with more people so they can follow Mm -hmm. your footsteps that is Mm -hmm. purpose that is meaning and most people out there go i have no idea what my purpose is i have no idea what i'm meant to do and i don't know what will make my life meaningful But in actuality, if you go back to your childhood, which is what you did in a sense, and look Mm -hmm. at your life and look at what was good in there and what was bad, you get a really good idea of who you are and where you're meant to do. I actually have a lot of exercises in my book, The Being Zone, that people Mm -hmm. can go through to get to their purpose, to get to their meaning. And I'm happy to help them if they're struggling along the way. But I believe everybody's on this earth for a reason. Mm-hmm. And yes. so the next step, the end step is really saying an affirmation about your purpose. So in your case, you know, you might say is everything I do is to help people get into, you know, a better heart place space mm-hmm. without all these limiting beliefs and reclaim their lives, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever your, what you believe, your mission, your purpose, your meaning, but say that because the more you say it, the more it resonates in your body and the more that becomes a natural way of who you are. Yes. Okay. Last step. And then I'm going to go back into the intuition stuff. But the last step is G of the being step. And Mm -hmm. G is guidance. I believe, and you don't have to believe in God. You can believe in whatever you want, but I believe there's something greater than us. And you can call Mm -hmm. it spirit, you can call it universe, you can call it source, you can call it dad. I don't, 
whatever you want. <laughs> it's all the same energy. <laughs> yes. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I say God, but I know some. I know there's a lot of uh, religious wounding out there, so I keep yeah. it ambiguous. You know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's really hard for some people to really mm-hmm. go there because of like you said, religious wounding, mm-hmm. but just trust that there's something greater and listen to that. And it's your own inner voice coming to you or it's something greater than the you that's always there and holding you. You know, people talk about serendipity or um, things happening that are just unbelievable coincidences, mm-hmm. karma. I believe it's all tied to something greater. So part of my morning routine, I actually sit out on my deck, but I'm in Washington and I can do this most of the year, except when it's blowing and raining. Um, I can sit (laughs) on my deck bundled up and connect with what I consider the stars and the universe and just feel that energy. And I ask for guidance, you know, guide me, help me decide what to do today, where to go, how can I make a difference? Because it's not all about take, take, take. It's about giving. And Mm -hmm. guiding yourself through life in a way that is beneficial, not for just you, but for Mm -hmm. the greater good of all. And Mm -hmm. so that's the G step. So um, if we have time, what I'd like to do is talk a little bit more about learning to listen to your body. Does, does Does everything I've said make sense to you? Do you have questions? Oh, yeah. No, I love this. And I love that you have kind of like this five step um, process, because it is a quick way to keep yourself in check. So as I was going through it, I was like feeling good with breathing, like, yes, feeling good with the energy. Yes. And then I got to the intentions. And I was like, what's my what's my perfect day look like? I don't know. So it's like, (laughs) but that's okay. That makes sense. Because I am in a process of becoming more intentional in my life. And with that, comes for me to have more clarity. So I thought it was absolutely fantastic to go through all of what you shared so far. So I love it. Perfect. So this is like, you know, we talked about what we're trying to do here is we're trying to reclaim our lives. Mm -hmm. And when you can quiet that voice in your head, and then you have these little steps that lead you through what you do want, because if you think about if you you're back east, and if you're headed to Washington, you need a map, right? Mm-hmm. And so what these five steps do is give you a daily map and mm-hmm. it puts your body into this calmer centered state. So you actually go through the day with more ease and grace. My clients tell me um, that when they do their daily work every day, they have a good day when mm-hmm. they skip it because they're rushed or they woke up late, they have a tough day mm-hmm. time after time. And I said, Hey, even if you have to, if you're driving to work, breathe. <laughs> right mm-hmm. don't go into relaxation while you're driving <laughs> yes don't fall um, asleep please but yeah don't fall asleep for real. <laughs> uh, but you can, you can put the bubble up and pull stuff out right there's yeah. a lot you can do if you woke up late mm-hmm. the key is do a little bit every day and i have clients that just have five minutes because their life is so crazed but mm-hmm. five minutes is better than nothing Mm-hmm. I personally work on this stuff for like an hour in the morning because it is, I, I mean, it's, I just love it. It's like, it's like my most delicious time of day. Mm-hmm. And, but most people don't have an hour. I've gotten to a point in my life where I can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I get up early. I'm up at five in the morning um, to be able to do that morning work before I start my day and mm-hmm. start yoga and exercise or whatever else I'm going to do. Um but five minutes is good. 10 minutes is good. And the exercises and the samples I give can get everybody through it in 10 minutes. Mm, nice. So let's go back to 
um, besides pulling things out is your subconscious brain. That's the voice in your head. So let's just say you saw something on the news, like uh, let's say the coronavirus is more uh, increased in your neighborhood. Um, mm-hmm. Big problem in this neighborhood. So you're going to this fear immediately, right? And mm-hmm. you're going, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to be really even more cautious, that type of thing. I just want you to stop yourself because you're taking yourself there. Your head, your thoughts are taking you where you don't want to go mm-hmm. because you heard something. By the way, I don't watch the news. I highly recommend you and your followers. I'd learned this in my coaching class. I was trained as an energy coach to turn off the news. I have not watched it since I got trained in 2012. Mm -hmm. except for when I'm like at somebody's house and they have it on in the background, but I don't watch it. It's just kind of a noise in the background to me because it absolutely causes my body to tense up. And because if it bleeds, it leads. So the news is usually a negative thing. And so what I do is I get my news online. I have certain things that I'll pull up and I'll look at each day and just spend a few minutes. If the title of the article is good enough, I might read it. Otherwise Mm -hmm. I have big picture of what's going on in the world. I haven't missed a beat, but I don't have to listen to all this. And when Mm -hmm. I'm listening to the radio, I listen to music. I don't listen to the news radios. Again, turn off the news. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, because those are very, um, they drain you. They deplete you. Your body's like a vase. Yeah, you get it. You get it. I do. I do because I'm really big on that. I am like anti-news. Well, one, I mean, I I came from a communications background where I literally took classes on how to make sure that, you know, writing news stories is worthy of capturing the attention. And I've worked in news. So I understand the nature of it. And it's, you know, it's designed for for ratings so they they like to instill fear so that you'll keep coming back and build that dependency on them so for right. me i totally get it it's an addiction it's no different mm-hmm. than alcohol or anything else watching mm-hmm. tv listening to news is an addiction and you keep hearing the same things over and over again it drain they're just draining their system yep draining their health draining their well-being mm-hmm. and so that exercise that I walked you through the tree grounding or going and sitting on the earth is extremely powerful to get them to go out for a picnic, although it might be too cold back where you are. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So anyway, um, yeah, that it's, that, that is so difficult. It's yeah. They're sabotaging themselves and they don't even realize it. Yeah. And anytime you're stuck in that voice in your head or stuck in news or stuck in things that don't do you any good, you're sabotaging yourself mm-hmm. and you want to be able to release that. So let me teach about intuition. Okay. Um, oh, by the way, let me give you one tool for stopping and catching yourself. When you catch yourself going into that, I started it out with this and I got off track, but when you start to worry or have fear or go somewhere in your head you don't want to go, like, I'm not good enough, I'm not smart enough, I can't do this, or I'm afraid of this. Mm-hmm. I want you to just stop and catch yourself having that thought. Mm-hmm. So when you're more present, doing the, the five daily steps that I talked about, when you're more present, you're more likely to be able to catch your thoughts. So what mm-hmm. I want you to do is I want you to catch a thought that you don't want, that you have in your head or you had in your head today. I want you to reach your hand towards your head, and I want mm-hmm. you to pull out that thought and hold mm-hmm. it in your hand like a physical thing. Hmm. And I want you to talk to that thought. So I don't know what your thought was, but worry or anxiety or whatever the thought was, just talk to it and say, hey, I see you. Mm-hmm. And I know you're trying to communicate to me, but I'm confident I'm going in the right direction. I don't need worry or I don't need fear or I don't need mm-hmm. identity. Then wad it up and throw it away. 
If you mm-hmm. can quiet your body enough to catch it and you pull out and throw it away, it's amazing how much calmer you can be. In the beginning, when you live in your head all the time, in that subconscious brain, and the reptilian brain, when you live there all the time and that voice in your head controls you, this you have a lot of work to do. You'll be pulling it out constantly because that's mm-hmm. where your head lives. When you do the daily work and you breathe and ground and get more into your heart, which I'll teach you about right now, you can learn to listen more to that than that voice in your head. And then you'll get better at throwing that, catching it and throwing it away. Mm-hmm. But in the beginning, I had to throw away a lot. I had to do a lot of that kind of work. And there's a lot of other more complicated tools I'm not going to get into on the call. But, you know, if any of your followers like what I'm saying and want to learn more, I'm happy to do. I do a comp session for every who calls me in the beginning it's I have, I've had to shorten it to 15 minutes to half hour just because I'm so busy <laughs> but um, at this point I can still do it and um, then if people want to work with me I can help them clear a lot of stuff but um, so listening to your heart there's three tools that I teach and these are all in the book the first one is what I call the warm heart so do you happen to have a dog or a cat or an animal that you love that loves you I do. I have both okay, <laughs> a dog perfect. and a cat and they sandwich me in the bed. <laughs> nice. <laughs> they both, there's this unconditional love with both of them. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Okay. So what I want you to do is I want you to close your eyes for a minute and I want you to warm your heart thinking about your pets mm-hmm. and feel your heart warm up. And then I want you to say a truth statement. Once your heart, you feel your heart warm, say, I love my pets or I love whatever their names are. Mm-hmm. and your heart's going to stay warm. Now I want you to warm your heart thinking of your pets. Mm-hmm. And I want you to say a lie. Like, I do not like dogs. Mm. <laughs> Tell me what happened to your body. Yeah, yeah it, it rejects it. Yeah. Yeah, totally cools off. So your mm-hmm. heart tells the truth. When mm-hmm. you hear a truth statement, your heart will always stay warm if you learn to warm your heart. And I always pick pets or babies because they love you unconditionally. Spouses mm-hmm. and kids often are judgmental. <laughs> That's <laughs> <It's better>. true. <laughs> <laughs> so it's better to pick the pick the animals or the baby. And so that's the warm heart tool. Very, very simple. You can do it anywhere. You can do it driving. You know, when you're trying to decide if you should do something, and I say practice on things you know, like Mm -hmm. I like this food. I don't like this food. My name is, you know, his name is whatever. Start with truth and lies that you know are truth and lies. Mm -hmm. Then you can get to the point, once you get really good at this warm heart tool, you can get to the point where you can ask a question and, and start to know should I, is this the right step in my business Mm -hmm. or should I do this or should I do that? So warm your heart and ask that question. If your heart stays warm, follow that. If your Mm -hmm. heart cools, that's not the right way to go. Even though it's something you're thinking should be good. It's that voice in your head thinking that, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So then the next one requires, and you're probably not going to be able to do this very easily, Lindsay, uh, is I'm just going to explain it just so you know. Um, Okay. But my guess is because you're, and maybe you can, I don't know how hooked up you are to your equipment, but it's called the sway test and you stand in this one and you oh, stand okay. with your feet a little more than hip distance apart. So just visualize this and you can put your feet under your desk or whatever and kind of visualize this experience. And mm-hmm. you stand up straight with your knees slightly bent. So if I came to push you, we wouldn't push over very easily. Your hands are dropped by your side. So your listeners can follow this. Mm-hmm. Drop your hands by your side with your palms facing forward. 
and then say a truth statement. My name is Lindsay. And what will happen, your body, 98% of the population anyway, most people, and some people have it backwards, but most people's bodies will lean into truth. Your body will actually sway a little bit forward or move a little bit forward. And when you say a lie, and so, it, or your chest might expand or your face might come forward, but you feel an expansion. And when you lie, it collapses. Your chest may collapse. You may fall back. And it's really, really powerful. Most people trying the sway test can do it. Now I've mm. run into just a couple of people that are backwards. Their yes is back and their other, and that's just weird to me. But for the most part, 98 percent, 99 percent of people are going to sway forward with truth and back with a lie. Mm -hmm. You can, mm -hmm. it's no different if you've ever gone to an acupressure um, or a chiropractor or an osteopath and they have you put your arm out mm -hmm. and they have you resist the pressure. They put their hand on your elbow and they ask you questions. Does it hurt? Like, let's say you were in a car accident, your back hurts everywhere and they're trying to figure out what to work on. And you go, mm -hmm. my whole back hurts. And so they'll touch a spot and they'll ask, does it hurt here? And they'll do this thing with your arm. Your arm will hold if it's true, if that spot does hurt. And your arm will drop if not, because your body tells the truth. That's mm -hmm. the same concept with the sway and the warm heart. But there's also a finger test. Do you have free fingers, both hands? Yes, yes. Okay, so mm -hmm. take your left hand, make an mm -hmm. okay symbol with your left hand, with your point your finger and your thumb together mm -hmm. and then take your right hand, put your thumb through with your pointer finger and then hold them. And I don't want you to hold them tightly. I just want you to slowly have them together and slowly start moving your fingers back and forth, the okay part of them, back and forth very lightly where they're touching each other. And then say a true statement. My name is Lindsay. Okay. My name is Lindsay. <laughs> And your fingers are going to hold. Now mm -hmm. say, my name is George. And look what your fingers do. My name is George. If you keep going back and forth, your fingers are going to slip. Mm. Yeah, they, I, I do feel the tendency that they want to separate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. You're not holding them tight. You're just holding them really lightly. And they will just let go when you tell a lie. Your body knows what's best. Huh, so that warm heart, the sway, and the finger test are all you listening to your body, you listening mm -hmm. to your intuition. Also mm -hmm. getting into the being state where you're no longer, you're pulling, you're quieting the thoughts in your head or you're pulling them out and throwing away. And you're listening to your heart, your body, your core. You're mm -hmm. always going to make the right decision 100% of the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. So I have a, I, I can give you a few tools that I can send over to you. And I've actually promised a couple of things. I need to write these things down, but I can send you my intuition ebook. Okay. Um, yes. And absolutely. that is something you can share with your audience. If you want, I can send you a sample of the five daily being steps. Awesome. Um, and so those are two, what I think I offered one more thing. And I don't remember, but if you remember, let me know. And, but these are tools that I can, I, I just want, my goal is, you know, I wrote the book. I was very mm -hmm. successful in my coaching when I left corporate America because of stress and re kind of revamped my mm -hmm. life. I immediately, it was a coincidental thing. It was serendipity. This coaching thing fell in my lap and mm -hmm. I ended up flying to 
Colorado to be introduced to it and ended up signing up and was in a intensive program for quite a while learning energy coaching and learning mm-hmm. how to listen and pay attention to energy. Um, mm-hmm. You know, as I was talking earlier, your body's like a vase. When you're doing things that are good for you, your vase fills up and mm-hmm. you feel full and whole. When you're watching news or in worry thoughts or doing things that aren't good for you, it's like putting holes in your vase and you're draining constantly. Mm-hmm. And that's why people get sick. And so the more that people fill themselves up and fill up their lives with things they like, and if you do those five steps in the morning, that helps you stay on track, then you're going to have a better life. Um, because you don't want to drain, you want to patch up those holes and you want to just keep filling your face. So I have another thing that I encourage people to do and I, it's called happiness boosting activities. I do one every day and not everybody has time, but even if you just have five minutes, you can do one every single day. And so what I ask people to do is brainstorm. What are things you love to do that you did as a child or you did when you were younger and you never have time for anymore? Is it mm-hmm. riding a bike? Is it taking a hike? Is it painting? I paint rocks because I don't have time to do a full painting. So I mm-hmm. take a little rock. Mm-hmm. I have paint pens and I can just color. And I started a website called Love Rocks. So I can spread love throughout the world. And I have people that all paint love rocks now and they put them on trails so people can find them. Oh, and nice. so, But that fills me up to paint, right? And mm-hmm. so just doing something a day, maybe it's watching the clouds go by. That was a great daydreamer activity as a young child, right? I loved it. Mm-hmm. And I still love it today. Um, so I encourage people to do at least one happiness boosting activity each and every single day because that helps fill up your vase, mm-hmm. right? And that is that. reclaiming your energy back. That's reclaiming mm-hmm. your life back. And so, you know, going back to kind of your point of your podcast this month is clearing out the limited beliefs, right? Mm -hmm, You can mm -hmm. do that by quieting that voice in your head, catching it, Mm -hmm. throwing it away, doing the daily work. Um, There's a lot of other filling yourself up, doing things you love to do, doing less of things that drain you. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. All are going to help you reboot. And mm-hmm. then to create, you know, a lot, here's, here's something, a lot of people set goals at the beginning of January mm-hmm. and then they say something like 90% of them don't get completed. And that's why I, I don't necessarily set goals. I have intentions mm-hmm. and I repeat those every single day. And then I make progress on those intentions You're because right. yeah. And when you have big goals, sometimes it's tough. You can't, give the energy and time to it. Mm-hmm. And so doing it in a different way will often bring you more success and then you feel better. It fills you mm-hmm. up um, because of that. So, yeah. Absolutely. I think, um, I think the biggest mistake we make sometimes is we set a lot of goals coming from a different place, right? So it's coming from like a mindset of where we're at right now that may not be in alignment with those goals. So then you just try to jump to these goals, but we should practice, you know, adjusting our mindset to get to that place of what would be in alignment with the goal. So a lot of times we fail because our mindset doesn't match what we want to achieve. (laughs) Because we're in our subconscious brain and those goals were set with this, these big 
dreams and things that mm-hmm. are maybe not realistic. And that mindset mm-hmm. is, well, not bringing success. You're right on, Lindsay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I had to learn that over time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But and just just be patient and gentle, you know. Exactly, and and I think that the patience and the gentleness is really critical to people in our world today. Mm-hmm. Is when you can slow down to the speed of life. I mean, we are human beings; mm-hmm. we're not human doings, right? <laughs> but right. we tend to live life like we are a human doing. Yes. Where we don't stop. We get up in the morning and we have our to-do lists and we have our this and that. And we just go, go, go. Mm-hmm. And we don't take time out for ourselves except for maybe do an exercise class or maybe do a yoga. You know, we might build a couple things in. Mm-hmm. But in reality, you want every single day to be a being day, not a doing day. And you, mm-hmm. here's the coolest thing about that is because I was such, I was a, um, I called myself the master, um, uh, t- not taskmaster, uh, when you do two things at once. Mm-hmm. Multitask. Multitasking. Yeah. I called myself mm-hmm. the um, the master multitasking when I was working and I was sick all the time because I would juggle about 15 balls at a time, right? I was a manager. Yes. I had all these people. I was constantly juggling. I had long to-do lists and I wouldn't leave my desk till I had all these things done. And mm-hmm. I lived a doing life. I didn't know how to be. And mm-hmm. believe me, if I can learn how to be and even write a book on being anybody. <laughs> <laughs> it is possible. You've heard it the master herself. <laughs> I know, right? So now I got to tell you, multitasking is not what you want to do. I still mm-hmm. have the tendency and once in a while, like I'll, like we'll watch a football game. There's certain teams that I follow. And so I'll watch a football game, but I might be doing painting on the side. So there's mm-hmm. my multitask today. But I don't multitask when I'm working. I stay focused right on what I'm doing because mm. when you're more efficient, you get more done. I'm actually more productive as a single tasker than I ever mm-hmm. was as a multitasker because mm-hmm. I can see it through completely to completion and there's no going back and having to fix it or change it. You're mm-hmm. you're in it and you do it well from the start. Does does that make sense? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's something that I ran into recently as well. Like uh, when you try to start something new and you have all these ideas, you just try to take advantage of doing as much as you can. But that burned me out so much. So now I'm trying to be a little bit more organized and just kind of having a focus for each each day of what I want to accomplish versus trying to do like 20 different different goals that are not even related to each other in one day. It's like, oh, no, I can't do this. Right. <laughs> I can't do anything Good. for the rest of the week because I'm so burned out from the first day. Yeah, exactly. So, so that's being, been helpful. And that's what you talked about, focus and intention, right? Mm-hmm. And when you listen to your heart and your intuition and follow that, you'll always do the right thing. Because mm-hmm. you might have 10 things on your list, right? And you're going, okay, so which one am I focusing on? Mm-hmm. Um, it'll always guide you down the right ra- route on which is most important and why. And it'll mm-hmm. feel right. That's the yes. thing. We, we turned off our feelings. You want to begin to it for it to feel right to you. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. And just having the discipline, like the correct type of discipline, I guess, when you're so used to 
trying to overdo <laughs> yeah. um, to, to feel okay that it's okay to, to not focus on it today. You can get back to it another day, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And there's a lot of things that I don't know about you, but you get on your to-do list that really aren't important. Yes. You get on and listening to your intuition can help you kind of weed those out. I used I was a master of lists and I would jump into projects and go full on even in this later life in my new being zone life I'll uh because my belief systems that are even though they're mostly gone there's still tendencies to do some driven things and mm-hmm. I'll stop myself and go what am I doing? Right. What value is this going to add? Yes. Is this going to make a difference in my life or someone else's life? Mm-hmm. And but the morning work really helps me get clarity on my day. It's mm-hmm. like this morning when I got up and I did my morning work, I got some real clear direction. I had been working a lot. I'm working on a training program that supports my book. That's my book on steroids. And so mm-hmm. to take people who are, the book is for people who are really do-it-yourselfers that really want a guidebook and can take the information and make it happen. The training right. is going to take the people that want help along the way and, and take mm-hmm. it to a higher level and really help them create a life they love. And mm-hmm. so I've been working on this training program and it's almost done and everything. Some, but sometimes I just try to do too much. And this morning I got really clear direction, stop mm-hmm. and just do some yoga this morning. Mm-hmm. And so we, instead of jumping into this training, I did some yoga. So I jumped on the call with you. I felt great. Now, when we get off the call, I can be be on my few calls, my coaching calls that I have today. In between, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be building in, you know, working on the training in more of a leisurely way instead of Mm -hmm. feeling pushed or pulled or pressured. And then it'll come out right. Anytime Mm -hmm. I feel now. Exactly. Living in the being zone is is my way of saying it, is when you learn to just be Mm -hmm. and you're listening to your body and you're feeling things, then you will always make good choices. Absolutely. 100%. What's really cool is you've kind of gotten, you know, I may have tools and cause I'm one of those lifelong learners and everything I read, I pick up, Oh, that's good. That worked for me. Maybe it'll work for somebody else. And so I build yeah. it into my coaching business. Well, you've kind of done your own journey of healing mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. found your way. And we're coming to a lot of the same, solutions in different ways. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, it's just different paths to get to the similar destination. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that What that tells me, and I found that with a lot of podcasts or radio shows that I've been on, what that tells me is there's something to what we're doing, Lindsay. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, that there's some solidness to redesigning your life if you go back to the old days you know i love the i don't know if you ever saw the book years ago it was called kitchen table wisdom no i haven't seen i haven't read that one but if you go back to the old days you know families Mm -hmm. often lived on the farm together and everybody had to jump in and help during the busy season and um a lot of the wisdom was passed down around that kitchen table and Mm -hmm. that we slowed down to the speed of life even though you had a lot to do you spent that valued time with people you love having real conversation instead of being buried in your phone. That's the other big thing is the technology today has made us more connected and less connected. 
Yes, absolutely. And, yeah. And so I tend to really limit, except for when I'm, you know, working on the computer developing training and stuff, I really limit my technology time. Uh, because I don't think that we're meant to be on it all the time. And they've talked Mm -hmm. about how it's increased people's sadness, depression, Mm -hmm. um, disconnection. And um, so our youth, that's, that's all they know for connection. You know, Mm -hmm. their family, their parents may be both working full time and, they're connected through their electronics and, and it's hard to set it down. Many people can't be without it. They freak out if they can't find their phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like it's hooked to them and, and that's yes. not healthy. Not at all. It's a, it's a dependency. Yeah. Um, and it's an addiction. It, yeah, it really is. I mean, there's just too many facets of our lifestyles that we depend on through the use of the phone, whether it's, you know, you got your work emails coming in, you're, you know, they're calling, your boss is calling, you're texting you, and then you've got your social life that you're not really socializing, <laughs> but you're pretending like you're socializing. <laughs> and, uh, and it's like this reward system of validation through the social media. I mean, it's like everything all in this one little, you know, piece of of technology that most people depend on to feel better versus becoming better. Yeah. And when you focus on becoming better, you'll realize you definitely do not need that phone. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> now, there's nothing you could do with that. Yeah. Where, where it comes in handy is one of the ways I've stayed connected with my friends is like zoom conferences where we're laughing. Yes, it's absolutely. like we're in the room. Yeah. Right. And exactly. so there. Yeah. So there is, there are some uses for it during this quarantine that it's good, but Mm -hmm. other than that, um, and business meetings and not being exposed and that type of thing, but yeah, you're right. Mm -hmm. You're absolutely right. in all that you said Mm -hmm. is it's, it's not you, it's not your, it doesn't validate you. It doesn't make you feel better. It usually drains you. So set it down, play game, um, get outside. Outside is Mm -hmm. big. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, that's the thing. I was going to send you the link to the early movie. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I, I need to check that out. Okay, cool. Absolutely. Awesome. Um, yes, absolutely. So I think it's all about balance at the end of the day, but less, a lot less on it um, because it's just so consuming. It's designed that way. I mean, I don't know about you, but I cannot stand just seeing notifications on my phone. <laughs> I know, right? And I'm like, ah, but you know, my parents are different. They, they'll have like 300 notifications and I'm staring at their phone. Like, how are you getting by with this? And they're like, what? (laughs) (laughs) They're like, I don't care about that. I'm like, ah, I got to look at it. (laughs) Oh, too funny. Too funny. So yeah, these phone companies know what they're doing. (laughs) Yeah. I'm pretty good at ignoring them, but you got to be careful because once in a while one comes through that you need to pay attention to. (laughs) Yes. Right. Exactly. It's like, did you get the email? (laughs) But Like you said, you grew up in kind of the communications world and study that a little bit is the whole intent mm-hmm. is to grab you. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's, yeah. it's, that's its job. You know, that's its purpose. So yeah. you have to start thinking for yourself. Um, exactly. 
So, yeah, but I love this conversation, Marla. You were so insightful and, and just so instrumental with this. Thank you so much for everything you've shared. And it's truly helped. I can tell it's shifted this, the path of the rest of my day. So thank you so much. You're welcome. I'm so glad that we found each other and I was able to be on this podcast with you. And I really appreciate that opportunity. Absolutely. Well, I know you have so much to do today. So I want to thank you again for just sharing your time with us. And I hope that you have a great rest of your, your awesome day. Yeah, and you too. Have a good day. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, my love tribe. What did you think of that conversation? I thought it was really insightful and it really helped me to shift my focus for that day. And I was able to really incorporate some great activity right away. So if you're interested in learning more, definitely go to thebeingzone.com to learn more about Marla's new book, The Being Zone, and the supportive training program for those who are ready to transform their lives. So thank you so much for tuning in. This is Heartblend Podcast.